0: Sadhguru podcast with Sri. I got it, but why do I lose it? Today is Thanksgiving Day in America, and I'm speaking to you from the Himalayas on this bright sunny fall day, as I look out my window and see the vast mountains in front of me, with the trees turning to their beautiful fall colors, the chrysanthemums blooming on my porch in yellow bright magenta and orange, reminding us of the season. When we think of thanksgiving, it's firstly important to remember that without you, there's no one to give thanks to. So the first thanks goes to yourself. The first thanks goes to the very life that you are that perceives the world. So, as a meditator, you become aware that without you, the world does not exist. So, the thankfulness is for your very human form that allows you to experience what you call the world. And in meditation, we turn the attention to that very life, to that very being that we are. And then we're thankful, because thankfulness and peace is really who we are. So the very sense of who you are is forever present, is forever with you. It is the very life, it is the very essence of all that there is, because as I said, without you nothing else can come into manifestation. When your eyes are closed, You don't perceive any forms or any world. There's just you. There's just peace. And it's only when you open your eyes and say, Now I see the world, that the world exists for you. So the thankfulness goes to you on this Thanksgiving Day. The perceiver, the very knower, the very experiencer. And that you are already So, the title of this satsang podcast, I got it, but why do I lose it? Through meditation, you've come to know that peace, you've come to know that being. Through the repetition of your sadhana, through your practices, through your meditation, you get the glimpse, the direct experience of who you are. So this transformation into pure consciousness, pure bliss has already occurred. Now the work becomes how to live it in your life, how to experience it always. Because for most people that are practicing meditators, that are doing sadhana, the experience will be that although you've experienced it, you know it. How now can you become established, remain established in that very knower. And what we've seen is, even though this transformation of the consciousness has begun and every day the attention is placed on that knower pure, on that awareness pure, when you open the eyes, the power, the conditioning, the practice of the mind that has made you a name and a form and a body and a person with qualifications and ideas and concepts and beliefs, fears and worries and doubts, that all comes back. Why does this happen? Well this is what the practice has been. So there's been more practice being a human being, being a name and a form and a body, family member. There's been more practice and more time and company that supports this in schooling and teachings and in a world where this dualistic me versus you, me as an individual consciousness, is supported. So now through our practice we have to take as much time or more time or constant time in the practice of the knower, in the practice of pure free forever. So if your experience is that you've got it but then the practice continues because the but is only there because you've been practicing and continually practice the other. The mind comes in with all of its thoughts and beliefs and ideas and the tendency is to follow those through the outward flow. Patanjali calls it Vyutan Vritti, the outward flow of consciousness, to believing that the things and the people and the situations If there can be arranged in the perfect order, if you can get everything just the way your mind tells you it needs to be, if you can somehow manipulate your own world, get people to understand you, get people to love you, get it how you want it to be, then satisfaction can be. This is how the mind functions. So there's nothing wrong with you if you have a mind that functions in that way. This is the normal waking state mind. And I love that point because Otherwise, you start to feel bad about yourself. You start to judge yourself. You start to think that why aren't aren't I getting it? Why? Because I've practiced now for so long. I'm doing my meditation. Why do I keep getting caught with this mind? And it's not your fault. I'll say that again. Because this is how the human mind, the human being functions. And this is what the conditioning and the training has been. So now, through these podcasts, through listening to this, to placing the attention on the Gyan, on the knowledge, rather than on the Vyutan, the outward flow of the mind, you reverse the attention to Nirod, to the very stillness, to the very peace that you become aware of when you close your eyes. And that peace is you, so you're already there you've already got it, but because this transformation has not fully occurred, you have not completely realized it, then the nature of the mind, the state of your one-pointed concentration, will be that sometimes you can remain established in the knower and other times the attention will again trick you, move out to the things and the forms, because the conditioned mind is very powerfully functioning in that way. But we want to take the attention to the very source of your power, because without you, without the being, without the very light of consciousness shining on the very mind, ego, intellect, then that tool would not be able to function. So we start to observe the mind-intellect-ego, physical body, as a tool that the consciousness uses to perceive the world, that you as the pure being operate through. Then a shift happens, a shift where the knower is first, the being is first. Everything else manifests from that. So the very love, the very peace that you are, we talked about last time, that self-effulgent self, which is complete and which is whole as it is, is where the attention is placed. And through this one-pointed attention, Patanjali calls it Ekagrita, that one-pointed, ache-one attention, avastar, state of one-pointed attention, then this transformation happens. And you find that more and more, throughout your day, more and more, your attention is on the knower. And you start to observe the functioning of your own mind. And you see how the mind functions. And you keep inquiring into who is that that knows the functioning of the mind. Who is that, that I am, as that knower? And, no matter what the mind is doing or saying, no matter what situation you find yourself in, uh, holiday time, oftentimes, you might find yourself with various family members, some of them you might love to be with, others might be very mindy, worried, fearful. And you can see how even though on your own, sitting in meditation, You might feel that you're completely established in that knower, in that peace that you are, as you're listening to this and knowing that space that you are through hearing the sounds of my words. But then when you find yourself interacting with various family members who know how to push your buttons, as they say, who know the places where you're vulnerable, where your ego might get bruised, where your ego might get pinched. So, we watch that. We notice that. Because family does have a way of knowing how to push those buttons. So, it's only because you have those buttons. Why do you have those buttons? Because you're identified as an ego-mind person. No problem there. That's how the human being functions. But as the meditator, you can now pause. You don't have to react. You don't have to overreact to when someone pushes your buttons. You can notice the experience that happens. You can see that as the ego mechanism, fighting for its own survival, fighting to get maximum happiness, fighting to get minimum unhappiness. Why not? That's how the human being functions. So you just observe it all. But what you're really observing is the one who's observing. What you're really knowing is the knower. The pure knowingness that you are, because that knowingness, no matter what anyone has said to you, done to you, treated you this way or that way, whether that old conditioning comes up through being with family members, through being in your work situation, through hearing sounds from outside, as in India, here we often hear cars honking horns. That's a common sound that we hear because in India. The law is, honk if you pass. Where in America, and probably in Europe and other countries, you only honk in an emergency. Well, in India, you honk all the time. So oftentimes people think of meditating in the Himalayas as a very peaceful, quiet place. But we come to see very quickly here in India that the peace is inside. That no matter whether the horns are honking, no matter whether your relations are saying this to you or that to you, treating you this way or that way, bringing you back into that dualistic conditioning that you've wanted to get free from for so long, that the peace has not changed. You have not changed. The pure being, you still are, you remain. So whether you're meditating in the most quiet, pristine, peaceful place, a lake or a pond in the mountains or in the ocean, beach, or if you're in a busy market, if you're in Times Square, if you're in New Delhi, India, hearing all the horns honking, the buses and the trains. No matter where it is, the silence inside has not changed. That silence is you that peace is you. So you've got it. You can truly say that you've got it. Mm -hmm. You know that peace because you've always been that. How can you not know what you've Mm -hmm. always been? The other day someone was asking the question, how can I just accept this knowledge? And Swamiji was saying, well, you have a wrong idea of what acceptance is. And then he held up a flower, And he said, what's this? And the person said, it's a flower. So Swamiji said, well, you see, immediately now you've accepted this is a flower. That's acceptance. It's not like you have to think, how can I accept this? You just know it. You just know it. So in meditation, you just know it. You just know that knower. You know the knower that you are. Now how can you accept it? You don't have to try to accept it. You just have to know it, in the same way you know a flower, in the same way that you know ex- you exist. And that only happens through practicing, through listening, through reading. In the philosophy they talk about Shravan, Manan and nididhyasan First you have to listen. You have to listen with the ears that can hear the truth, that can hear the highest awareness when those words are spoken and then you have to do manan, you have to reflect on it you have to know that that's who you are, that's the being that you are and then nididhyasana, dhyan, meditation you have to practice meditation on that knower and anything that you can do like listening to this reading from some of our books or manuals, constant re- reflecting as much as possible throughout the day on who is knowing. That will allow you to become established in your own being. Then rather than saying, "I got it, but why do I lose it?" you'll say, "I've got it. Amaramham, Maduramham, pure, free, forever.